Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 126 When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses of the Negeb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seeds for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 2 through 6. O Lord, I have heard of your renown, and I stand in awe, O Lord, of your work. In your time, in your own time, revive it. In our own time, make it known. In wrath, may you remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. The brightness was like the sun. Rays came forth from his hand, where his power lay hidden. Before him went pestilence, and plague followed close behind. He stopped and shook the earth, and looked and made the nations tremble. The eternal mountains were shattered, along with his ancient pathways. The everlasting hills sank low. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Jesus Christ. Let those of us who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Good morning and welcome to the second Friday of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Iamsville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 126. Habakkuk 3 and Philippians 3, short readings, uh, each one of them are, are really sh- quite short, um, and we are still in Philippians, one of my favorite and I think least uh, uh, understood or appreciated books of or letters of Paul, um, and then he talks about uh, straining toward the goal, um, and in military parlance we could, we could train, translate that as a uh, you know, focused on the mission or mission focused. Um, you know, we, we, I don't know how I feel about like forgetting what is behind. Um, Paul definitely has this radical conversion from, you know, being uh, what he calls a Hebrew born of Hebrews, which is to say like, if anybody's this thing, I'm really this thing. Um, and 
uh, on the road to Damascus, he has these this experience. He's he hears Jesus saying, "Why are you persecuting me?" Um, and the um, the result um, seems to be that he uh, really is quite critical theologically of of his own past, um, forgetting what lies behind for Paul. Um, seems to also be connected to um, you know the the rituals and traditions and expectations um, of the law of the Jewish law uh, lie behind and what lies ahead is Jesus Christ um, and his uh, rearrival his coming uh, to earth his advent second advent you could say um, and uh, the other day I spoke about Phil Berrigan, um, a soldier saint, who also had this just really radical, you know, repentance or metanoia, this change of perspective after his service as an artilleryman in World War II. Um, and Phil, I think, is probably a little bit more radical than Paul. And by that I mean, um, regardless of what motivated him, um, guilt for what he had seen, frustration and anger at at injustice, whatever he had seen, um, the old ways were, you know, anathema. Uh, he, uh, Phil would come out quite clearly and say it. And Paul, I think, seems to feel that way. Um, someone coming from his background, you know, persecuting Christians, studying under, you know, the uh, Jewish, you know, theologian of the day, uh, Gamaliel, um, he, he seems to feel similarly as Phil, but he moderates it. Um, he, you know, when push comes to shove, um, everything in the past, everything under the law is no more because everything is faith. Um, and it's just, just really, you know, 180 degree, um, uh, departure from what he, he had once believed. And I think there's room for that. I think there's room for, you know, the fills of the world where, um, you know, he's more, more radical than, than I feel. Um, I mean, I, I think I was, I had a pretty 180 degree turn. You know, I, I didn't seek military discharge because you know, my time wasn't up, but I just wasn't going to carry a weapon. Um, and to some, myself included, I think that appears kind of moderate. I didn't ask for discharge, um, but many people do. Many uh, uh, soldiers who become Christians or or have a spiritual awakening, um, you know, don't want to wear the military uniform, don't want to um, salute the flag, and they either go AWOL or they get their discharge, and and you know they don't look behind them. And I think again, I think that's fine. I think there are uh, many members to the body of Christ in many um, you know infinite ways to to worship. God and to to be a Christian, um, and I I don't know I, I think I I I was thinking about how I was reflecting on Phil and I think I was I felt bad because um, I really do believe um, that there is a place an important place a prophetic place for those who remind us precisely what the stakes are and what uh, is at stake um, in uh, the lives that we live as Christians in these different um, nations and, and cultures that we, that we each inhabit. Um, and so I think it's, 
I think it's a double-edged sword to to disavow your past. Um, it's a it's a complicated, you know, endeavor, and it makes me think of there's this um, Korea War veteran who once was in touch with me, and he emailed me and said, uh, um, you know, I'm a Christian and I put all all that behind me. Uh, speaking of his time in in Korea, and the more, and he was very clear, like, I I don't consider that a part of my life, and he told me about, you know, an anecdote here or there about Korea, so I I was left wondering, like, for something that he has put behind him, he sure talks about it a lot. Uh, And same with Phil and Paul, like, if to put something behind you is to continue to keep it in front of your, you know, uh, keep it right before you where you're talking about it in order to disavow it is a a special kind of something, I don't know, Um, that there's a difference between, I don't know, disowning it and um, on the one hand and on the other to pretend that it didn't happen. and I think that it's fine. I, I think the, the Korean War veteran, I think, I just chuckled to myself because, and maybe he does know this, but he did not seem to realize like it, it wasn't behind him. Um, it was clearly right in front of him. And the purpose that his service served was different than what he thought uh, it was. Um, to use a different anecdote to kind of drive home my point, another, uh, another guy served with in Iraq I don't mention his name because I don't think he wants me to, and he'll probably never hear this anyway. There's this guy, the only other guy that I knew that surfed in my unit. Um, and uh, I learned later that before we deployed, he had put in a conscientious objector packet, but instead of having it approved, they negotiated with him to work in the uh, the talk, the Tactical Operations Center, as opposed to his line unit, you know, his infantry platoon. I didn't know that until later, but he then um, got out right after the deployment because he was stop-lost, and he was actually the one who answered the phone when I called the GI Rights hotline uh, sometime in early 2006, and he helped me in the early stages of putting together my own conscientious objector packet. Um, And then a couple months later, a year later, I went to reach back out to him, and he was nowhere to be found. Nowhere. And, I mean, I this was what, 2007, so, like, Google existed. I don't think I was on Facebook. Well, no, I probably was. Um, but, like, he had just disappeared off the face of the earth. So I contacted one of our mutual friends, another, you know, war resistor in, in Hawaii. And he said, oh, yeah, you know, he's, you know, I think he just kind of felt burnt out and overwhelmed and he just wanted to put everything behind him and I mean still to this day as much as I look for his name it just it disappeared um and I he actually he also he serves as a reminder to me that um you know a warning against burnout because quite frankly I don't know if he is still alive I don't know if he's died of something else or if he committed suicide um, because there's just no trace of him that I can find. And so that's, that's what I mean when 
um, there's a difference between disowning something, but keeping keeping it before you, remembering that look, this is still a part of my life, um, and then like try you know trying so hard or wanting so hard to reinvent yourself that you literally just kind of you start from scratch. Um, and I think the one is much more extreme, and the other might seem like a, a contradiction in terms or a lot, you know a little confusing, but I actually is, you know, is, I think is quite, is fine, is healthy. Like Paul um, understood his experiences and understood his beliefs and he was making, you know, he was persuading others to the same beliefs. Like, look, these rituals are not what's important. What's important is Jesus Christ. Um, and to do that, he, he continuously, uh, he leaned on his, uh, his own history um, in order to strain forward to what lies ahead, he wasn't actually forgetting what lies behind. He was um, repenting of it, or, or you know, he's changing his ways. Um, and so I think that's a it's an important reminder for for those of us um, who are conflicted about our past that you know we can't you know I don't think we can actually forget it. I, th- I think that English word in Philippians is just counterproductive. Don't try to forget it. Use it. Acknowledge that it exists. Acknowledge, you know, the things that you did that you feel are mistakes. And use it in order to strain forward to what lies ahead. Um, Because what lies ahead is the coming of Christ. Um, And that's true of, especially in this Advent season, but it's also true in any season of the Christian year. Um, Because as Christians, we believe that Jesus is coming again. Uh, might be tomorrow, might be a hundred years from now, um, or some other, you know, who knows when. Um, but we live every day of our lives as though um, God could come again tomorrow. Um, and we look forward to what lies ahead by remembering where we have been and who we uh, once were in order to um, more fully appreciate the person that we that we are and that we are becoming. A prayer for guidance from the Book of Common Prayer. O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and in your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it. 
Three Ways to Participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.